0: good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, we pursue personal growth because we know we can, And because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self-worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Hi, I'm Laura Lenore. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are all doing well. I am doing well, though, to be honest, I have had a little bit of a rough week. Specifically, I have experienced a couple moments of pretty intense overwhelm, specifically frustration around things I've been working to achieve in several areas of life at once. So then I sort of spiraled around a bit in terms of what that says about me and my own capacity, and that was not very fun at all. But I do have some great tools, support and understanding that helped me to move through that moment and moments like this rather than getting stuck in it for a longer period of time, which used to be a much more common experience for me earlier in my life. So that is what inspired this week's topic. What are some steps that we can take when we experience these overwhelming moments so that we can move through them more easily? At this point in our culture, with the faster pace of life and higher expectations that many of us have for ourselves, this cultural idea that we need to have it all it is really common for us to feel overwhelmed and stressed, and not just in that day-to-day subtle way, but to even reach a boiling point where those feelings just seem to take over and stop us in our tracks. Obviously, taking some self-care steps before you get to that point is ideal, though we don't always recognize the need until it builds to a certain point, myself included, obviously. And by the time that stress overwhelm, maybe even feelings of being defeated, being a failure, or whatever your particular flavor of this experience is, by the time you notice those feelings, they can really hijack your system and make it hard to remember what you can do in those moments. So today we're just going to talk about some basic steps that we can take to move through these feelings instead of staying in this place longer than we really need to. If you are not at all in that kind of place emotionally right now, then wonderful. That's great. The more we think about these things before we're in that situation, before we're overwhelmed, the better. You can make a note of these steps for later since these more intense moments tend to cut us off from our rational planning capacity. So just kind of knowing in advance what you're going to do when. And if this sort of thing happens for you, can make it easier in those moments to actually do something helpful when these things come up. So the first one sounds super simple and obvious, but number one, let yourself feel those feelings, right? Culturally, we are very good at shoving our feelings down so that we can be professional or we can keep from making a scene in a public place or we just don't feel comfortable letting our feelings come up. But if I am feeling sad or angry about like not being where I want to be in my life, if I push those feelings down, it doesn't make them go away. We have to make time and space to actually let them come up. So spending some time throwing your own private temper tantrum if you need to. It's totally okay to feel upset. And I do want to clarify something about this, and I hope this makes sense. There's a difference between feeling the feeling and ruminating on the feeling. Okay. So by feeling these things, I mean, letting them bubble up, allowing yourself to acknowledge the feelings, allowing yourself to notice the physical sensation of these feelings to release them in whatever way you need to, cry if you need to, rant, pound your fists into a pillow, all of that, okay? But not wallowing. So when I say wallowing, I'm talking about that tendency we have sometimes to create a story in our mind that keeps the feeling, that keeps that emotional pattern active, that allows us to sort of latch on to it and say, like, this is who I am, this is how it's going to be. If you start to hear yourself saying things like, it's always going to be this way. This is just my life. It just sucks. And I'm never really going to be able to get what I want. Why do I even bother? Those are thoughts and those are different than the feelings. We can catch ourselves having these thoughts and also be able to recognize that in truth, we can't predict the future, right? We don't know that these things are always going to be this way. We can't say whether or not it's worth it for us to keep going after that goal. And honestly, that decision is probably not best handled while we're in the middle of feeling all the things. So if we just let ourselves feel and allow ourselves to be aware of that thinking, you know, those thoughts are going to pop in and that's fine. We just do our best to not attach to them, not give them power, just let them go in the same way that you're letting your feelings come up and release rather than sort of doubling down on them. This might be something that you actually have to practice in less intense moments so that it's easier when you're feeling strong emotions. Basically, some quick and simple meditation techniques really help with this. And I will talk about that a little further on here. The other thing that's really helpful in processing these feelings rather than allowing them to keep spiraling through your mind is to take a moment to notice how you are actually physically feeling them in your body. So scan your body to find that physical sensation rather than relying on your internal dialogue to feed your interpretation of that feeling, right? So if we think about the idea of Let's say you're looping around about how angry you feel about how Sandy treated you last week at work, what this means about your job and what that means about your whole life and like making it become this bigger and bigger story rather than this just one interaction with one person. If you pause and then notice that your stomach has a tight, knotted feeling, or maybe your shoulders are feeling tense, maybe your fists are clenching, maybe your face feels hot, right? Angry is not a physical feeling, it's an interpretation of what those different physical sensations mean. And it's actually much harder to get stuck in an idea of a particular emotion when you're actually allowing yourself to physically feel it rather than just think about the meaning or interpretation of that feeling. It's a much more direct connection to what's really happening in your body. So once you have allowed those things to come up, unless we are latching on to the thoughts and feelings that keep them spinning, then they are typically going to release. And there's going to be a moment then where we feel calmer, right? When we feel like we've let that out that is when we can then evaluate what these emotions are trying to tell us, right? If I'm getting to a breaking point with stress or overwhelm on a pretty regular basis, then I probably need to look at all that I'm taking on in my life right now and make some edits there, do less, leave some space for rest and restoration, If I'm feeling like a failure, then maybe it's time to look at the strategies that I've been using to get to my goals or look at the evidence in terms of the results and make some choices about what to switch up. Or maybe the whole project is something that I'm no longer really in alignment with. That's not really what I want anymore. And I just haven't been putting my whole heart into it. Maybe that's a key factor. Or maybe I can still muster my passion. I just need to look at the variables and make refinements in terms of my approach The point here is just to take some time to learn from the emotions that are coming up for you. What are they trying to tell you? What do you need to do about it, right? And sometimes that answer is nothing, but sometimes there's some specific things that you can shift that will help you to move forward in a different way. In regards to situations that are overwhelming you, it is often helpful to step back and ask yourself what pieces of this situation Do I actually have control over? We often don't realize that we're setting ourselves up for failure by taking on goals where the outcome is not entirely up to us. So if you make a conscious decision to release responsibility for the results, And only focus on the parts that you can control, right? The parts where you can show up and do the things that are within your control and allow that to be enough, regardless of the outcome, right? Because in many cases, the outcome is not entirely within our power to choose that, right? This is really just accepting reality instead of fighting it. And just realizing what is really within your control empowers you to focus your energy much more efficiently, For situations where the overwhelm is connected to a lack of clarity, making an actual list of everything on your mind, whether this is a to-do list, a list of the thoughts and feelings that are overwhelming or stressing you out, having these things swirl through your head is a much more difficult way to organize and grasp the scope of things, right? So take a few minutes to actually capture the information in an external form where you can better analyze things. Once you have this list, take it one item at a time. If this is a list of tasks, ask yourself, does this really need to be done? A lot of things feel important that really aren't. So let yourself sit with this question and consider, what will the consequences really be if I don't do this? Maybe the price of not doing it is way less than the price of doing it, or it's way less than you feared it would be when you really look at it. Ask yourself also, is this something that needs to be done at this time or can it actually wait? And lastly, are you the one that has to do this thing or can you hand this off to someone else or ask someone else to help you do it? If your list is more about the thoughts and feelings you're having about yourself or your situation, then you can ask yourself if that thought is actually true. Ask yourself what evidence you have that it's actually not true. You might be surprised at what comes into your mind when you actually look for that other viewpoint. Sometimes our overwhelming emotions aren't even about the thing that's in front of us right now. And once we've calmed down, we can realize that this is an old emotional pattern that has been coming up in similar situations for a long time. Maybe we realize that we need to do some work on our past stuff so that we can move forward in a different way. Hypnosis can be a really helpful tool in finding and changing these old patterns, obviously. And there are also a lot of other great tools. EFT tapping and NLP shifting submodalities are a couple of the ones that I teach clients all the time. So they have something that they can use on their own when this kind of stuff comes up. Find a processing method that helps you and get into the habit of actually using it. The more of our old stuff that we recognize when it's coming up, that we process and release from our system, the more clear we are in the present moment about what we're trying to do, about how we're trying to do it, it just improves our life exponentially. The more of that stuff we can clear up rather than carrying that baggage forward through time. And then lastly, touching back on the first point, if you are having trouble catching the ruminating thoughts from that first step, and those continue to cycle in your mind beyond the initial experience of the emotion, then there's some other work to do here around awareness. If you have never meditated, it can be extremely enlightening to do this, even for very short periods of time, right? I'm not talking about 20 minutes of trying to keep your mind completely blank is absolutely not what I am going for here at all. I'm just talking about taking a moment, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute where you just notice yourself thinking and then release the thoughts instead of attaching to them. Or even just noticing that you're engaging with the thoughts and then making the decision to release them when you notice that. That in and of itself takes a little time, right? It's tricky, especially at first, because we're all so used to taking our thoughts seriously and engaging with them, and and it happens so unconsciously. So when you are able to begin noticing your thoughts, noticing your relationship with your thoughts, noticing that you've engaged with a thought that popped into your mind, and then as soon as you notice, you just release that and then go back to observing your thoughts coming into your mind If you practice this way of observing your own thoughts, this is something you can do, like I said, in just a minute, here or there, despite being something that's so simple, this can completely change your life. Because as soon as we are more aware of what we're actually thinking and we can separate from it, then you can make choices about it. You can evaluate for yourself. Are these unkind things that I've been saying to myself objectively true? If they're not true, and maybe we just start with they are not as true as I was thinking, then there's room for change. There's room to change them into something that works better for us, that's more supportive of us. We all have these moments of waiting in line, riding in an elevator, these other brief pauses in the action of our day, where instead of reaching for our phone or finding some other distraction, we could set an intention to take a moment and just be aware of our thinking to observe and notice those thoughts arise and practice noticing them and then letting them go again. I personally am a very visual thinker. I have a very visual internal imagination. So when I started practicing this, I would imagine each thought like a bubble or a cloud, like floating into the scene in my mind and then floating back out again, or like the bubble sort of floating up through the water and sort of past my field of vision and then up out of, the, out of the water, that sort of thing. And maybe that helps you or maybe not. But the more you play with this, the easier it is for you to begin to notice your own automatic thought patterns and make more conscious choices about how you think. Honestly, even if you're just doing this for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whenever you're waiting in a line somewhere, that is enough to start shifting from just automatically being sucked into all of the thoughts and wherever they're going to take you, whether they're serving you or not, to having some control in that moment to notice what you're thinking and say, hey, actually, no, that thought is not serving me. That's not true. Um, So do that. Play with that. Let me know if you have any questions. Essentially, the steps we talked about today, number one, let yourself feel it, physically feel it in your body. That's going to come up. Uh, It's not going to stay there forever. Sometimes we feel this fear that if we let ourselves feel our feelings, we'll never stop like crying or whatever, but it always passes, right? Let it come up, let it come out. Uh, Rather than engaging with the sort of thought patterns around it, physically feel it in your body. Once that calms down, then we can ask ourselves the questions, is this something that's really in my control? Is this something that I have to do, that I have to do now, that I that actually needs to be done? Maybe I can give this to somebody else, or maybe this is a thought that isn't really true, that isn't really as true as I thought it was. So sort of examining those things, is this something that's coming from the past? Is there something I can do to release this old baggage from my past? And practicing moving forward, practicing, catching the way that you're thinking in that moment, catching your ability, practicing your ability to catch and release your thoughts rather than engaging in the ones that aren't serving you, giving you that deeper conscious access to choice about how you think and how you feel because those things are connected. So I hope this was helpful. I would love to hear from you. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if this process is helpful for you, what you notice, what you experience. You can get in touch with me at facebook.com slash good enough and getting better. I have an Instagram now at Lenore Hypnosis, and you can also email me at lenorehypnosis.com. That is also where you can book a phone consultation if you're curious about working with hypnosis to let some of that old stuff go. And I appreciate you being here listening today. I appreciate you liking, rating, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Let your friends know. Help me spread this podcast so that more people can find simple, accessible tools to help themselves to feel better and better about themselves, about their lives. And I appreciate you for being here. Until next time. Bye for now.